not just a Sunday thing. We need to be praying daily for our nation, praying daily for our leadership, praying daily for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen? Amen? Well, I don't know about you, but I was excited to come to church today. We've got a a youth trip planned, and uh, there's a lot going on with that. And uh, yeah, that was exciting. We had salvation last Friday night, and uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, We've got some good things happening here at New Life. If you have your Bibles, turn with me. We're going to be in, well... I'm going to close just one scripture on the spirit of grace, and then we're going to most of the time be in uh, the spirit of life. Last week, as we were going over the spirit of grace, um, we came to this last part that we didn't get to cover, and it's very important, so I don't want to skip it. So it would be in Titus chapter 2. Aren't you glad that the Spirit of God is moving? Yes, amen. <laughs> the Spirit of God doesn't sit still. Amen. In uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, you see the first mention of the Holy Spirit. And it says that, that the, the Spirit was hovering over the waters. He's moving. We, or some translators say he was moving over the waters. It tells you a little bit right about that he's always moving. He's not sitting still much. And he will challenge us to move ourselves. Amen? Amen. So one of the last things on the spirit of grace that I wanted to talk about, it it is the spirit of grace who teaches us to say no to sin. You don't hear this very often. Um, We thank God for grace. Sometimes grace gets abused. It can be used as a, um, I can do anything I want, and I'm covered. Um, That's that's very dangerous and wrong. the spirit of the, um, grace isn't just a like a get out of hell free card. You don't just you get saved and now I'm I'm just and we thank God we are in a, um, an age of grace. We're not living under law. We're not trying to have to follow all these laws and that's what gets us right with the Lord. Grace of God, is, as we talked about last week, was what Jesus has done for us that makes us right with Him. Amen. But with that, um, really cool thing: the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And in Titus 2, 11 and 15 says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires. Look at that, instructing us. Some translations actually say, I think NIV says, teaches us, which is right. The grace of God teaches us. What does the grace of God teach us? To deny ungodliness and worldly desires. A very simple way to say that is he instructs us and teaches us to not sin. That's what the Spirit of... One one of the other things the Spirit of Grace does in our lives. How many are very thankful for the Spirit of Grace? You're not under condemnation. Um, It is through what he has done for you that you have access into his presence. And he also, the Spirit of Grace, teaches you and instructs you. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Some can say, well, it's conviction. Yeah, but it's the grace of God. Have you ever thought of that as grace or more of like a school teacher that's like beating you up? Hey, you messed up. No, it's, the, it's a gracious God that he's forgiven you, he lives in you, and he's instructing you. And it's through that spirit of grace that those, those things happen. Amen? It's awesome. So that's what you need to remember when, when you're feeling that um, conviction. The difference between conviction and this in my notes. Um, the difference between conviction and condemnation. 
A lot of people are like, they're like the same. No. Conviction comes from the spirit of grace. There's a grace behind it. It, it draws you to the Lord. Anytime I've been convicted, I realize I'm like, oh, and then I'm drawn to him so that I can say, Lord, I don't like that in me. It's not that he's saying, I don't like that in you. He just shines a light on it. And I go, oh, I don't want that anymore. And I run to him so that he can remove that. Amen? Yes. Condemnation is from the enemy or from our own selves, and it separates us. Yes. It always keeps you. You'll, you'll go and what happened when Adam and Eve ate of the fruit? They hid themselves. They're like, oh, no. You don't think the devil knew that as soon as they do that, I'm going to be bringing condemnation, and condemnation will come on them, that revelation of sin, right? Amen. So we're, we're very thankful that the grace of God instructs us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly. Boy, that needs to happen today, amen? Yeah, live sensibly. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Spirit of grace. Yeah. Maybe we see, and, and living sensibly should be a part of a Christian's life, Amen. So you see, if the spirit of grace isn't living inside of you, you're probably not living sensibly. Amen? He teaches us to live sens sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age. That means right now. Right? It teaches us for now, not later. Not, well, someday when I... No, he teaches us now. Verse 13, looking for the blessed hope... And the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus. The Spirit of grace also teaches us to look for the blessed hope. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Yes. What's the blessed hope? His soon return. Amen. He's coming for us. That's encouraging. That's exciting. The Spirit of grace teaches us to look for that. How many of you, like, going through this, you can be like, oh, and you're not enjoying the ride. Or you can realize, like, Dude, all this stuff going on, yeah, I'm not happy about it. It's not exciting, but it is exciting that I'm seeing the, real, the, the truth of the word lived out before me, yes. which means every single other part is real and true. Yes. That should encourage you, that he'll never leave you. He's with you, amen? amen. That he's holding your hand. He's going before you. Amen. He's a good father. Yes. All of those things are that much more true, amen? amen. So the whole gospel is a gospel of grace. And we are looking excited that we're looking forward to the glory of God returning to this planet. Amen? Amen. So, going on to the spirit of life. Turn with me to Romans chapter 8. And I do have faith that we will get through um, the spirit of life today. Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. Really, verse 2 is really where you see the spirit of life, but you can't, for, you can't knock out eight, verse 1. It's like one of the most awesome verses. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are where? In Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. That should make you shout. For the law of the spirit of life, that's where you see the Holy Spirit, the seven spirits of God, yes. the spirit of life. Yes. The life-giving spirit has freed you from the spirit of death. <laughs> Sin and death, you've been freed from that. Are you guys excited about that? Yes. Amen. I think I'm more excited than you are. <laughs> I tell you what, I like being free from that law of sin and death. Yes. Like, being free 
completely free from it. No more shackles. Amen? Amen. Like, free enough that when he comes, I'm going to start floating up. Amen? I mean, free. <laughs> if you were shackled to the law of sin and death, you ain't going anywhere. That's a heavy weight. Sin, sin sure is a heavy weight. Amen? You don't have to carry that and drag that around. For the law of the spirit of life. That's a law. That's a principle. You can, you can stand on that. The law of the spirit of life has freed you from the law, which is also a law. The wages of sin is what? Death. Isn't that a beautiful picture of what grace is? See, you earn death. A wage means you've worked for it and earned for it, right? You earn that. Here's grace. But the gift of God... <laughs> you don't work for it, you don't earn it. The gift of God is what? Grace. The life. The freedom from the sin of sin and death. That is a beautiful picture of grace. So we are, the life-giving spirit frees us from the law of sin and death. So being the spirit of Christ, he is the spirit of life. Under that name, the spirit of Christ, the spirit of life. And what, it gives you a picture of what life is in you. Christ's life is in you. Through the Holy Spirit, the spirit of life. Amen. This makes us free from the law of sin and death. He is the stream. I love this. The spirit of life is the stream of divine life that flows in us and through us. That is what separates you from anyone else on the planet or any other religion on the planet. You have the, a divine spirit, divinity living in you empowering you, dwelling within you, and living out of you. That's radical. That's radical. You are, you are in him, and he is in you. The spirit of life. The spirit of life. He's the stream of divine life that flows into us, overwhelming the law of sin and death. He just overwhelms it. Isn't that what happens in our life? Can you? Yeah, you can. But as he's coming in, he's overwhelming that. And he's teaching you, no, that's not for you anymore. Yeah. Amen? You have a new nature, and it looks like Christ. The spirit of life is, is the source of that divine life that's flowing through you and changing you and transforming you. Amen. Metamorpho, transforming you. See, the, the world is trying to squeeze you into a mold. That's what's happening right now. That, that's the fight and that resistance if you're a Christian. And those things you're feeling, you're being trying to be forced into a mold. That's not the Lord. No. See, the Lord is like, let me explode that mold, right? The, the life-giving spirit of Christ in you, like, does not do well in a mold. Remember I talked about the Holy Spirit a few weeks ago. The Holy Spirit doesn't do well controlled. The Holy Spirit doesn't play well with others. <laughs> and I don't mean that, like, as, as us, but as, as he doesn't bow. When he, he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm God. Now, he's very humble, but he's just not going to stick around. It's like, you can do all that or we can do all this. Amen? So that, that life-giving spirit is, is loose in us and empowering us. It, it penetrates our physical bodies. Well, hold on. I got to hit myself. It overwhelms the law of sin and death, coursing through us with virtue from on high. Isn't that crazy? The spirit of life courses through us with virtue from on high. Goodness from on high. Not ours. Like we're not depending on ours. That source of divinity, that source of divine goodness and grace and life is, is from the throne living and flowing through us. 
Now, I don't know about you, but that radically changes things. When you come in contact with people who understand that, know that, or are walking in that, things change. Things change. The atmosphere changes. Attitudes change. Light changes. Saul, when he encountered that divine presence, boom, knocked off his donkey, blinded by the light. Things changed. He was the biggest persecutor of the church and hunting him down to the biggest defender. Like, that is when you have an encounter with the spirit of life. You go from death to life. It's radical. It's not some little nursery rhyme fable thing. It's ridiculously awesome and powerful. Amen? Amen. All right. Um, this life is not only for our souls and spiritual natures. The spirit of life can and will penetrate our physical bodies and quicken them. Yeah. See, we are holistic creatures. Body, soul, and spirit. Now, when regeneration happens, that's when you're saved... Your spirit is alive now. The Holy Spirit lives and resides. Divinity resides in your spirit realm, in your spirit man. You're taken over. But you still have two other parts, a physical body and a soul, where your mind, your will, and your emotions are all connected. That is where the spirit of life also comes in. Now, it happens instantaneously all at once. But there's growth in our mind realm and in our body realm. You follow me? Regeneration happens, spirit, boom, automatic transfer. You're sealed. Spirit sealed. But we have a mind, will, and emotions, and those must be surrendered to the spirit of life and allow him to flow in and live out. Amen. Yeah. That's the, most of the metamorphosis that has to happen right here. And as we cast down imaginations, as we take captive the thoughts that all come into our minds, when like, I'll just say when our governor does something that I don't like. <laughs> oh, I have these natural thoughts. Yeah. I have to take those captive yeah. and pull them down and allow the Holy Spirit, the spirit of life, to metamorphose my mind yeah. so that I can think and act like he wants me to yeah. and allow that divine source of power and life to flow out and out. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It takes the spirit of life to do that. You don't just will it. it. It takes the spirit of life to change our will. It's that life-giving spirit that keeps bringing that. Like, no, because we still have a will. We surrender it to the Lord. How many know you got to do that every day? <laughs> it's got to happen every day. But it's a beautiful thing. If we, if we do that, and then we allow the spirit of life to just divinely flow through us, bringing things, the, the glories and the gracious things from heaven down through us and out. Amen? This life is not only for our souls and spiritual man. It's for our body. How many are excited about that? It penetrates our, and quickens our natural body. Yes. We can have divine health. Yes. Why we have divine health is through the spirit of life yes. that lives in us. It's the same spirit that raised Christ from the grave. That's radical. The same spirit that resurrected Jesus from the grave and brought him to the life lives in you. To resurrect your mind, your will, your emotions, your spirit, your body. Amen. Your body's getting resurrected. Yes. He, he cares about your body. If he didn't care about your body, he'd leave it here. But that body's coming. Yes, Those who are dead, that have been dead in Christ are going to rise first and then us. We're, even us, in, if I have this body, it's still it's going. Yes. 
because the spirit of life lives here. We have a quickening. There's a quickening that happens. The same spirit that hovered over and was involved in the first creation. You need to get this. That was hovering over the waters is involved in the second creation. You're going, what's the second creation? Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. Behold, all things are passed away. And behold, all things become new. He is the active agent, the spirit of life in that transformation. And in that creation of the spirit of Christ in you. That's powerful. Romans 8, 11 says, but if, there's a big but. (laughs) This one's like, but if. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. See, that's a big if. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, then what? He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. How many needs life in these mortal bodies? See, there's all kinds of things that are trying to attack our mortal bodies. Things that are not divine. Like, you, we don't agree with cancer. Amen. I don't, it's, it's, not, it's not a tool that, that God puts on people to teach them. Well, that's right. It's not. It's not his. We don't see that. It's not from the tree of life. No. No. It's actually from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That tree is very interesting. The knowledge of good and evil. But Sister Harriet said last week, she said, you ever think about that? It has, that tree has the same roots. That's why we weren't supposed to eat from it. Well, it's good. Yeah. And evil. Let's just eat from the tree of life. Let's allow the spirit of life to actually dwell in us and through us. And quicken our mortal bodies. These physical bodies can be quickened by the spirit of life. How many think it's important to know some of the functions of the Holy Spirit so we can surrender and allow that spirit of life to have access to our mind, to our will, to our emotions, to our spirit, to our physical bodies? I believe it's vital for these days. And I believe the Holy Spirit quickened John to write about the seven spirits of God in the book of Revelations this many times because it's very pertinent for our time. Amen? Amen. So we don't agree with the sickness and the disease. I don't agree with coronavirus. It's not from the Lord. I can promise you that. It's not from the Lord. It's a spirit of fear attached to that sucker so strong. And you cannot allow. Don't come under that influence. That spirit that raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. But if the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, all these things will be revealed through his spirit who dwells in you, dwells, lives in you, dwells there, resides there. Are we giving him access to our holistic being, our mind, will, emotions, See, if we're not giving him access to our will, like, well, I believe all that, but I still want to do this. That's a very familiar thing I hear. Well, that sounds good, Pastor, but, you know, I still want to do this. Does he have access? 
Well, I don't understand why these things are going on. Well, it's not always your fault. You have an adversary, <laughs> and he hates you. But we can do things that will give him access, that give him legal grounds to steal, kill, and destroy. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that you come alongside and you put your finger on it, you shine your light on it so that we can get those things dealt with and give them access so the spirit of life can overwhelm those things. Amen? Overwhelm. That's the picture of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Overwhelmed. Flooding over. Not just enough, not just to the rim. Overwhelmed. Not overwhelmed by any other spirit. The church should not be overwhelmed just but by the Holy Spirit. So there's divine healing as the gift of the Holy Spirit. And there is divine health that comes from the Spirit of life. There's divine health. Pastor uh, or Dr. Paul Jones speaks of that, that his, his father and, and mother, they prayed over their family, over their children, divine health. And he says, I've walked in it. He's been cured of cancer. He's 91. I'd say divine health has, has been in his family and in his life. Amen. His wife has experienced the same thing, Joy. Does it mean there's never going to be a problem? No. Nope, but you won't be overwhelmed by it. Amen. 1 Corinthians 12, 9 says, To another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit. And it goes on to another gifts of tongues, and to another prophecy to all these different gifts this same spirit the spirit of life brings these second corinthians chapter 4 verse 10 and 11 says always carrying about in our body the dying of jesus so that the life of jesus also may be manifested where in our body we need the life of christ that spirit of life to be manifested in our body I know it's possible because it says it here in the word. Yes. For we who live are constantly being delivered over to the death of Jesus or for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. You say, okay, well, what does that mean? I'm glad you asked. If you have your Bible, turn to Galatians 2.20. And I didn't give that to you, um, Beth, so it's okay. You're awesome. I don't care what anyone else says. So that, that, for we live, for we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Now let's look at Galatians 2.20. This is, this is such an awesome verse. Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith. Stop. This life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. This life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. In faith in what? The Son of God who loved me and delivered himself up for me. Or you could say who loved me and died for me. Amen. For I have been crucified with Christ. That's, that's that um, partaking of the death. Paul said, I die daily. So every single day, this isn't like a weird thing. This is, we recognize 
that I need to die today. My flesh needs to die so that what? The spirit of life, that resurrected life that comes divinely through the throne of grace will live through me. Amen? I don't need my fleshly life to, to be dominant and the one speaking and living out. That, we've already proven that in our past life. Amen? That that didn't work out so well. <laughs> we've seen the fruit of the spirit when we allow the life-giving spirit to, to have access. So I don't know if you guys are like me, but it has to happen daily. Right? Every single day, we have this will, and it's a beautiful thing, but it has to die, and it has to go on the throne, and sometimes it has to go on that altar and die so that the spirit of life will live through us. Amen? Amen. Amen. This is pretty awesome. We have, uh, through the spirit of life in our mortal bodies, and I want to talk about our mortal bodies because there's so much attack on it. I want you to think about Samson for a minute, book of Judges. Human being, normal human being, empowered by the spirit of life that quickened his mortal, mortal body to become, have superhuman strength. That happens through the spirit of life. That was the life-giving spirit that quickened Samson to be able to do ridiculous feats of strength. How many, I need that. I need that. You think we may be in a time where we need the spirit of life in full power in our bodies? And you're like, well, that was for Samson. Well, there was the spirit of life that, that came upon Philip when he was ministering to the Ethiopian in, in uh, Acts chapter 8. You know what happened to him? Translated from one spot all the way to another. It's the spirit of life. Quickening mortal flesh. Now, we have this beautiful verse on our back wall. It's Hebrews 13, 8. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That doesn't mean that that was just for Samson or that was just for Philip. You go, well, how does that happen? I don't know. But I know this. If I don't understand that it's possible and it's through the spirit of life who is able to quicken my mortal flesh... And I have, has anyone asked for that? Holy Spirit, Spirit of life that will quicken my mortal flesh. I want every single thing you have for me. Thank you, Spirit of grace. Thank you, Spirit of life. Thank you, Spirit of adoption. Thank you, Spirit of truth. Thank you, Spirit of supplication. Thank you, Spirit of glory. Like, there's a lot that we don't know. Now, I'm not saying that, like, you don't have to have a car anymore. And just because you go, like, you wiggle your nose or something, like, you just go from here to, like, take me home. Like, the whole, we don't tell the Holy Spirit what to do and how to do it. Amen? Amen. But when we need that superhuman strength or a physical touch, I mean, if he's able to pick a human being up and transform them and move them somewhere else, he could take some sickness out of my body and move it somewhere else. Amen? He can take some fear that's trapped and been a stronghold in my mind, and it could be translated somewhere else and go back to the pit from where it came from. Amen? That is through the spirit of life that raised Christ from the dead. That makes us a new creation. It gives us a new way to think, a right way to think. We've been taught by the wrong school teacher. We've let the effects of how we live this earth, what we've seen with our natural eyes, not through our eyes of faith, determine what's possible. And God said, I come to make all things possible. 
through him. So he needs all access, and we need to surrender to that and realize that that's an option. <laughs> like, I don't know how you're going to do it, Lord. But I read, and I see through the function of the spirit of life that this can change. It was the Spirit of the Lord that came upon him and enabled him to perform those feats. The Spirit of the Lord can come upon you and has come upon you. I've felt the Spirit of the Lord change, quicken my flesh before. And it's quickened my spirit. My, every single sense and everything came alive full throttle. In the presence of a demonic realm, there was a, an attack and this uh, person was, was filled with demons and wanted to murder me. I don't know if you ever can have, if you've ever seen pure, pure evil in the eyes of a human being and the murder in someone, it, it will give you chill bumps. And I don't care how big and bad you think you are, you will have fear instantaneously, boom, come upon you. Now, thank God it don't stay. <laughs> because there's this, the life of the, of the Spirit of God, of the Spirit of Christ, that life-giving Spirit that quickens you. And it come upon, and oh, let me tell you the power. Let me tell you the strength, the boldness, the fire that comes upon you. That is through him. That is a beautiful thing. That is something that we need to have function in our life for these days. Amen? Amen. We should be speaking to people. You're, you're coming against spirits. You're coming against our weapons. Our battle's not against flesh and blood. It's not people. It's not people, church. We gotta really, it's, it's not people. You want to get mad, and it's, it's not people. There's a spirit behind things. So we're not wrestling in that arena. So we got to allow the spirit of life to flow in us, recognize that he has the power to change any single person out there. Amen? Amen. We need to speak life. The ministry of the spirit of life will not be to the full effect in our lives if we don't drink from the well of divine life both for soul and body. David, could you put some music on for me? I'm not just a sound guy, a DJ. <laughs> a few different hats. The ministry of the spirit of life will not be to the full effect in our lives if we don't drink from the well of divine life. How often do you drink? Your life is dependent on it. Amen? Your life is dependent on it. We need to drink from the well of divine life through the spirit of life. That will quicken our mortal bodies. It will quicken our soul. See, it should not be like where we just give up on things. Where um, we have people who have been afflicted by um, the spirit of death. Right? Not the spirit of life. A demonic spirit. Every other spirit is sources source of death. So we don't give up on attitudes. We don't give up on diagnoses. We don't give up on um, people with anxiety. We don't give up on depression. We don't give up. They need the spirit of life. They need the spirit of life. And you need to declare and speak life. And you need to go to that source of life. Because when you're in contact with that all the time, it will wear you down. I know, I know from personal experience, and this one isn't being recorded, so I can say it. 
friend, my own father is battling depression so heavily. And my mom lives in that house. She has to drink daily from that life-giving spirit and source. Church, the atmosphere that this world, this battle that's going on, you may think you are being affected. You have to drink from this, that well of the life-giving spirit and allow that life-giving spirit to flood you and overwhelm you and become more real than the reality that you see. Right? You walk by faith, not by sight. How? You have to allow that spirit, that source, spending time in, the, in his presence. I, I faced some stuff this week that was very challenging. And I spent a couple hours in prayer. And let me, church, we have a prayer group that meets at 4 o'clock on Wednesday night. I would encourage you to be a part of it. Because just spending, yeah, we spent two hours. That doesn't mean you have to spend two hours. But I'll tell you what, two hours went by like that. Because I wasn't in this realm. <laughs> I was in that life-giving spirit realm. Allowing him to, to pour in. Allowing him to metamorpho my mind, my thoughts, the things going on. That's the life-giving spirit. And you don't even have to be smart enough, because I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, to ask him for all these intimate, specific details of all the stuff I need you to do. You just need to open up and allow the life-giving spirit to come in and, and feel you and overwhelm all those things that are not the life-giving spirit. Amen? You feel like squeezed. You feel like trying to be squeezed into a mold in, every, in, in your thought life. and every There's just this squeezing and this pressure. You, the life-giving spirit comes in and overwhelms that and it just, boom, it blows it out. In your will, that has to happen. In your body, that has to happen. We give him access. Lord, this is your flesh. This is your body. I thank you, Lord, that here's the truth. You were broken and beaten and bruised for my body so that mine doesn't have to be. We pray according to his will, right? The disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray. Of all the things they could have asked, they saw something radically different in Jesus' prayer life. Teach us how to pray. And he said, okay, pray like this. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And it wasn't a formula, it was a model. A kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray that his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know how it's done in heaven? It flows beautifully. There's no resistance. Everyone's in unity and accord. And his will just flows and happens. We have wills here, and we don't have to surrender those all the time. So we say, Lord, your will be done. And we th we're thankful that we know that there's no sickness in heaven. There's no disease in heaven. Amen. There's no depression in heaven. There's no suicide. There's none of those things. So we say, Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we intercede, which is going to be coming up. The spirit of supplication and intercession. The Holy Spirit will, will pray through you and declare life. And there will be rattling and things will begin to shake. That's kind of happening now. Things are beginning to rattle, and it's messing with people. That's a good thing. The Lord's shaking things. That's a good thing. Things are changing. Life, the Ruach of God is beginning to come in and fill people. And this house is going to be packed. There's going to be signs and wonders and miracles. Amen? So you have to want that and receive that. Amen? Amen. Next, next week, um, the youth will be 
um, having the charge of the service coming back from camp. Um, Pastor Daniel will be speaking, and then we'll follow up the previous week on the spirit of adoption. Um, we have a little bit of time, so um, if you would like to, I'd love to pray with you. If there's, um, if you, especially for um, the spirit of life, to quicken you, to if there's if you've just been hitting this obstacle, maybe it's health, maybe it's physical, or it could be a mental. And there's no there's no um, there used to be like this. I don't know, like a negative, if there's something wrong, if you're wrestling with something with mental health, like, oh my gosh, like there's, well, there's what's the difference between physical, you got a cold or you got something going, messing with your mind? Nothing. You just need, you just need the spirit of life to touch it. You need the Lord to heal you. So if you're de- dealing with depression or um, anxiety or, and there's plenty of o- opportunity for that today in this world, um, and you just need the Holy Spirit and the spirit of life to touch you and quicken you then please stay after it, and I'd love to pray with you. And uh, We have some pastors here that, that would love to pray with you. Um, otherwise, I'm going to pray over you guys, and you can be dismissed, okay? So, Lord, we just pray blessing, and I just um, release Holy Spirit, the Spirit of life. Flood this place. Flood me. Quicken my mind. Every thought that is contrary to the Spirit of life and truth, bow in the name of Jesus. We love you, Lord. We thank you for the (laughs) new creation that you are bringing to fruition, that you are breathing into life, into power, into strength. We thank you that there's no condemnation in you. (laughs) We thank you for that. We thank you that you are transforming us and bringing from (laughs) the heavenly realm into us the beautiful divine gifts. We thank you for the gifts. We thank you for every one of them that flows through us, through you, Holy Spirit. If there's ever a time we need the Spirit of God, it is now. Lord, thank you, Lord, that you unite us, that we recognize one another through your Spirit. And Lord, we do, we, we just, every argument that would raise itself up against the knowledge of truth, Lord, we cast down. Lord, diagnoses that people have said and doctors have said there's no hope. That's true in the natural, but you're superior. <laughs> the, the spirit of life that raised Christ from the dead resides in us. So that means even coming back to life is possible. We thank you, Lord, that there's no weapon formed against us that will prosper. We thank you, Lord, that you are greater Your word says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. So, Lord, we we say yes to the spirit of life. We welcome it. Lord, we just lift up our brothers and sisters and family, Lord, who are struggling in health. Um, Lord, who um, are struggling, Lord, with this virus. Lord, who are struggling with the fear from it, the anxiety from it. Lord, we just declare freedom. Be free in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, those in this room who are struggling with fear, be free. Fear, leave. Spirit of life, come and flood their mind, soul, will, and emotions. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 You can be dismissed if you